Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. America. The mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour Big Bang Barbecue. DA with you from the CBS Sports Radio Studios in New York City. Broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta, Reno to Roanoke, Kalamazoo, and Waterloo. We are on the air. They listening, D.A., everything we saying, D.A., everything. Ooh, how are we doing, everybody? So glad you're with us on this fine Wednesday morning. Good show lined up for you. Coming up, the sounds of Saturday, the Alabama Crimson Tide looking to regain their foothold as the best program in the country. But Georgia has supplanted them the last couple of years. How about Bama coming into this season? Some people feel like they're vulnerable Some people feel like they're lying in the weeds. We'll talk to the voice of the Crimson Tide, Chris Stewart, joining us here on the show coming up hour number four. This hour, in 20 minutes, should the Cowboys have told Dak about the Trey Lance acquisition and a Wednesday staple in 40 minutes, champ and chump. We begin in Indianapolis, where yesterday was cut-down day around the NFL Jonathan Taylor wanted a trade. Colts could not find an appropriate price for him. And so he remains a member of the Colts and is placed on the four-week PUP. So running back for the Colts, Jonathan Taylor will not be able to play in the first month of the season. Taylor wants out. Jim Ursay said if he's gone, nobody's going to notice. That didn't do well. For the relationship between the two. And now we still don't know about the severity of the injuries that he has coming into this season either. But we know he's going to be out for the first month of the season. As the Colts try to break in a brand new rookie QB from day number one. And so what does this Taylor situation tell us? It is where we begin. You're cold open. A couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months. We've been talking about a potential Jonathan Taylor trade ever since it became clear that he would request to be traded, then subsequently received permission for his agent, Malki Kawa, to seek a trade. There was interest, real and significant interest from the Miami Dolphins and others. My understanding is the Colts had at least two solid offers. The general manager 
Chris Ballard, who really held a high bar Mike wanted at least a late first round pick. He decided it wasn't enough. There was a chance. I was told that a trade would happen. In fact, there were plenty of times over the last couple of days that I thought a trade was moving toward completion. In the end, Ballard simply decided that it was not enough, not enough to trade a star running back in his prime that the Colts decided not to pay. So Jonathan Taylor goes on the PUP list. He is off the field. He starts the first four weeks of the season while recuperating from this ankle injury. And stay tuned for the next saga, which will probably start about a month from now. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, with that clip. So, Jim Irsay is clumsy with his words. He is clumsy with his direction. He is clumsy with his decision making. Let's go back to Jeff Saturday last year, which was obviously a disaster. Let's look at the spinning of the roulette wheel of quarterbacks in Indianapolis since the retirement of Andrew Luck. Let's look at just how the organization has really been handled over the last few years and things that he has said. And you can just sense that Jim Irsay is not the most stable cat in the barn. So when he goes out of his way to say that nobody's going to miss us, and that includes Jonathan Taylor, it's an unnecessary burning of a bridge. And I have lauded the Ravens for months now about how they handled Lamar Jackson. Lamar wanted a new contract or he wanted to be traded. Sound familiar, Jonathan Taylor? And every time that Lamar Jackson tried to throw a grenade into the Raven situation, try to get himself out. I'm not traveling for this game. I'm not going to show up to practice. Oh, I'm still injured. I don't like you guys. You don't use me right. I need to get out of here. All that stuff. Everybody within the Ravens organization, coach, front office, etc., said, we love him. We want him here. We think he's great. All that stuff. Because creating more friction doesn't help you the, the only way you can kind of navigate this to your own benefit is to keep throwing cold water on it and hope that tempers settle down and then you can get what you want in a trade because then people don't sense that you're desperate or you bring him back and get what you can from that player, which is what happened to Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. And so Jim Irsay took the opposite tack and it was stupid. There's just, it's never going to be beneficial to publicly create a war with a player considering you hold the cards, so just act like you always want the guy. There's never a reason to act like you don't want the guy. It only it only diminishes your hand. And you gotta have the hand. So Ursay should not have done that. But let's also be fair here about the Colts in this situation. Taylor has some type of injuries coming into, yes, plural, coming into this year. So he might not have even been ready to play the first four weeks anyway, even if everybody was kumbaya, everything was hunky-dory. I love you, you love me. Oop, Taylor still can't play. So that's part of this. Jonathan Taylor attempted a power play when he also had no leverage. 
He's banged up, so you're not going to get what you want for him if you're the Colts. And you did it late in the season, late in the in the summer, rather, coming up on the eve of the season, so you didn't give yourself a full offseason to try to find a new home, etc. And you're trying to jump the line here on free agency in that Taylor sees what's happening around the NFL of running backs that are not getting paid, and him or his agent or his family or all of them said, you know what, you can't wait until you're going to be a free agent because then they'll either franchise tag you like Saquon and Jacobs and you won't get paid, or they're going to use you up this year and then your value is going to be plummeting anyway. So you got to get out now. So this is what he's trying to do. He is trying to get out or get paid, go somewhere where he'll get paid before the Saquon Barkley situation would unfold for him. The issue, though, is A, he's banged up. B, the running back market's not going to get better overnight because you're Jonathan Taylor. The running back market is what it is right now. It's not like the Giants won't pay Saquon and the Raiders will only go a little bit for for Jacobs and the Chargers won't pay Eckler and this goes on and on. But suddenly somebody's going to go, yeah, but you know, Jonathan Taylor didn't fit into that box. We're going to pay him. All of these guys are going to get the same resistance. So it was a silly power play if you're Taylor and I thought missed time. On top of this, Jonathan Taylor is going to act like I'm not going to play for the Colts anymore. Well, to accrue the appropriate service time this year, he's going to have to play for the Colts. He's going to have to. So the power play failed on his from his standpoint. And if I was a running back, I would not have attempted any of these power plays because there is no leverage. It's a moment in time where there's no leverage whatsoever. You can't even create it as evidenced by this. Look, the the Colts might be in some type of battle with him, but if the Dolphins gave up a a reasonable offer, he likely would have been traded. If somebody bowled over the Colts with an offer, he would have been traded, but he wasn't because nobody's giving up a lot for a running back. It's just not happening. So it was, and I said this at the time when it happened, this was an ill-timed power play built out of delusion, which most of these running backs have. We can argue to the cows come home whether running backs should be valued more. I don't think they should, but many people think they should. Fine, you can have that take. But what you can't argue is this is the wrong time to act like you deserve more. You know, it's just, that's the bit. It's like, this market right now won't hold the running backs. It won't hold the running backs' value. So don't challenge it because it's the wrong time to challenge And I would also say take a note of what has happened with Melvin Gordon because basically Melvin Gordon is Jonathan Taylor five years in the future. This was a guy who was a dynamic college running back that could do it all, coming out of Wisconsin, run the football, catch the football. He was incredibly productive in college and then early in his NFL career. And then he ends up getting kind of used up and then going to Denver and he was less effective after his Chargers days and now he can't even find a job and he's just about 30 years old. 
it's yeah, it's it's a scary proposition for running backs, which is why they want to get paid. But you know, it's why teams won't pay guys. Because at one point in time, Melvin Gordon was the guy saying, I deserve more, I deserve more. And then what did the Broncos get out of Melvin Gordon? Not much. And the next team might think the same thing about Jonathan Taylor. That we're two years away from him being not all that effective anymore anyway. It's just, to me, the reality of the situation. 855-212-4CBS, the phone number. If you want to jump in on that topic, also on Twitter, DA on CBS. Last night, Alex Cobb, two outs, ninth inning against the Reds, carries a no-hitter into the ninth after a spectacular diving defensive play by his guys to end the eighth. He is one out away. From immortality. And Cobb gives up the base hit right center field. Breaks up the no-no with two outs in the ninth. Brutality. And he throws, what, 120 pitches last night or something? Which the only time any pitcher goes over 105 pitches these days is if they've got a no-hitter intact. So if you're going to throw the 120 pitches... You want the no-no. You got to have the no-no. You need the no-no. No, no, no. No. No, no. Last night. No. 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 No, no. No, no. No. Nope. Not going to happen. Not a no-no. No. 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 Not no mo. No, no. No, no, no. No mo. No, no. No, no go, no go, no no, no go, no 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 go, no mo, no no, 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 no. <laughs> I'll never forget Edwin Jackson. I think threw a no hitter. It was like 158 pitches, and it was no. like, is it really worth it? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I do think it is because for Alex Cobb, isn't that going to be the most notable thing of his career? No, <laughs> he is. <laughs> That he would have had a no-hitter last night? No, 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 no. At home as well? Do it in front of the home crowd? The road no-no is not as good of a no-no. No. 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 Giants do beat the Reds 6-1. to no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I got to, uh, and to respond to anybody that thinks that throwing 120 pitches, you're immediately going to be hurt. Edwin Jackson, 149 pitch, eight walk, no hitter in 2010, and then went on to make 30 starts. For like the next four straight years. See that? Sometimes the fear is misguided, unfounded. Oh! So take your analytics and shove it. That's right. With the win, the Giants remain the third wild card in the National League wild card standings. Phillies are on a roll. They've won five in a row. They lead the wild card standings, then the Cubs, and then the Giants, who have a half game lead over the Arizona Diamondbacks. Some people call them the D backs. 
I try not to because that sounds like something else. Some people call them the snakes. Who calls them the snakes? I've heard it. <laughs> snakes. Oh. I mean, it is kind of tough that they named a team Diamondbacks, which gets shorted to something that sounds like D-bag. Not great. I'm sure they didn't think about that when they named them back in 1996 or 7 or whatever. And maybe don't make a, a four-syllable name for a team. Well, that's three. Call them the snakes. Di- Diamond. Diamondbacks. Arizona something else. Cobras. Could have been the Cobras. Cobras. Could have been the Rattlers. I don't know if there's Cobras in Arizona, but yeah, something. The Rattlers is good. Are there Diamondbacks in Arizona? Yes. Yeah. What's the difference? Different kind of snake? From a Cobra? Yeah, it's a different kind of snake. Yeah. Cobras are not native to North America. Oh! As far as I know. What about? D-bags are, though. (laughs) Yes. Plenty of those in Scottsdale. (laughs) When we come back here on the show, should the Cowboys have told Dak about Trey Lance? DA, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I want to snort household cleaners. DA on CBS Sports Radio. No! No. 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 No, I don't. Welcome back. No! DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks for being with us, you fine feathered friends of the DA show. Yeah. 24 minutes past the hour. You can always watch us at watchda.com. That's mobile friendly, also on YouTube and on Twitch. Hey, before we go any further, we should mention the weather in Florida. My goodness, it's already the hurricane. Cat 4 is already crushing the coast of Florida. I know that we have a lot of affiliates in Florida. I spent a number of years of my career both in Fort Myers on the West Coast and Miami on the East Coast living and working there. And so I still have plenty of friends down there. And I know that we have a lot of listeners down there. And it is, it's a lot already. It's destructive already. So clearly we're thinking about you guys and 
hopefully you stay safe and try to ride this thing out. But the images are really, really rough already in Florida. A lot of chatter in Dallas about this Trey Lance edition, and it is so ripe for so much analysis for so many reasons. I mean, number one, it's the unknown of Trey Lance, which is always more interesting than the known. It is why we are so infatuated with the draft. All of the unknown, the potential, is so much more interesting, fascinating than the known. And Trey Lance is only an unknown. You also have the Cowboys and this kind of never-ending push and pull with Dak Prescott. Are they happy with him? Did they have to pay him? Did they want to pay him? Do they trust him? Now it's Mike McCarthy with the pressure on him from an offensive standpoint. He takes over the play-calling duties from Kellen Moore. It's Jerry Jones. It's Cowboys expectations. It's an NFC that seems ripe for the picking for somebody this year. And so here we are. It's kind of this perfect Cowboys maelstrom, if you may. And we've got a clip. Is this from Jerry that we're going to play here? So this is Jerry Jones on the acquisition of Trey Lance for a fourth-round draft pick, as well as the guy that it affects directly in Dak Prescott. Didn't cross my mind, period, about uh, uh, an impact here. I mean, I, I can't say that I necessarily expected it, no. Um, I understand that that's business. I understand that they're probably on a timeline. They need to get something done. And as I said, he felt like that strengthened this team. To be honest with you, I'm not surprised by anything anymore. Uh, you've been in this league eight years, been on this team. Uh, it's hard to say that I was surprised, to be honest with you. You know, it, it's like pulling wings off a butterfly, bringing in Trey Lance. It, it's like when you push over a porta potty, splashes all over the place, bringing in a guy like Trey Lance. Sometimes it get messy, but you know it's for the best. Kind of circumcising the mosquito. <laughs> that was Jerry and Dak Prescott, audio courtesy of the Cowboys. Thanking himself. <laughs> What's amazing about this is I'm just going to create this caveat on any time I talk about the Cowboys. Yeah. When we talk, when I hear people talk about the Cowboys as Super Bowl contenders, I'm like, what, what planet? Are, are you on to think that anything changes there? It's a certain way. It's been a certain way for 30 years. It'll remain that way as long as Jerry is standing. That's just the, the bit. This is what it is. Yeah, it's the Cowboys. Now, I actually think from a football standpoint, this makes sense. I know that plenty of people think that, look, this is indicative of Trey Lance just being a bum. Maybe it is, but maybe it's not. I mean, let's face it, you know, the, the, the Niners don't have exactly a sterling record with all of their quarterback decision-making in, in recent years. They are really good at a lot of other places. They kind of fell into Brock Purdy. The Garoppolo thing got very awkward and bizarre. And then the Trey Lance thing was, did they give him enough time? Did they assess him incorrectly? Was he a total bust or was he just underutilized or too raw? It's not like they are pristine at QB with this, this front office. So it's distinctly possible the Cowboys just bought really low on a really talented QB. And I know that people say like, well, 
fourth-round draft pick shouldn't just be sniffed at, and that's the best deal that they could have gotten out there, so the Cowboys might have overpaid. If Trey Lance had a first-round grade from just about every team in the NFL, or most, let's just say most, because you either had him in a first-round grade or a second-round grade, and he got him for a fourth, and he's... He's still younger than Joe Burrow was when Burrow took over the reins in Cincinnati. They might have bought really low on this stock. And they have a starting quarterback already in place. They have a backup in place. So if there was a way for Trey Lance to succeed, it would be no pressure on even being the backup this year. So you're not an injury away from being the starting quarterback. You get to learn from a guy that's been in the league in Mike McCarthy for 20 years who coached both Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, you know, this might be a perfect situation for Trey Lance. He can back up. He can be the third-string guy all of this year. Now the new rules in the NFL are the third-string guy can dress for you, the third-string quarterback, without affecting your 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 53-man roster. So that's helpful. So this actually could be the perfect football situation for Trey Lance. You've got good weapons in Dallas. You've got a good offensive line. You've got a good running back in Pollard, a good wide receiver in Lamb. You know, you have things there that Trey Lance can grow and develop with. The issue is it's never just the football in Dallas. The issue is there's Jerry. And the issue is Jerry's his own worst enemy when it comes to football. And if you're going to acquire Trey Lance... I'm not really worried about whether Dak Prescott is bothered by it because I don't think Dak has the equity to call the shots on roster decision-making. It ain't Tom Brady. It's not Aaron Rodgers. It's not Patrick Mahomes. I don't think you have to run everything by Dak Prescott, especially a third-string quarterback. But you do need to alert your coach. That's definitely something that needs to happen. There absolutely has to be some type of commonality, agreement, communication with your head coach who's running the football side. Now, if there's a disagreement, Jerry should have top say. He cuts the check. He's the boss. But what shouldn't happen is Jerry just going, yeah, I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm just getting them. You know, because that just undermines Mike McCarthy. It undermines the coaching staff. It under, again, I don't really care about Dak being up to date, but I do think you got to keep coaches up to date. And it is kind of remarkable in power structures across the country. It doesn't matter the industry, football in this case, how poor communication constantly is. And people just don't talk. Either they're worried about confrontation, they're worried about getting a, a, an answer or a response that they don't like, they're lazy, that they're distracted, but communication is just at an all-time low, seemingly, in really important situations like this one. Jerry's got to go to Mike and go, okay, how do you assess Trey Lance? And apparently he did. But then he's got to go, what do you think? And if Mike says, I don't want him here, Jerry's got to go, well, here's why I want him here, and let's talk through this. And ultimately, until he's blue in the face, Mike can say no, 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 but Jerry's got to ultimately go, but you understand, Mike, it's my call, and here's the reasons that I think it's right, and this is why we're going to do it. Okay, 
You lose a battle, but at least, you know, there's a give and take. You can't just not say anything and be like, oh, and by the way, Trey Lance is now on your roster. Have at it. But, again, I'll just do the Cowboys. Yeah, it's the Cowboys. This is what happens. Yeah. And is it the right way to do things? No. Which is why, are they ever going to win a Super Bowl? No. No. I'll say this again. No one's ever gone broke betting against the Cowboys. No. No. It's like putting a tick on a tampon and asking them not to swell up. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And here we go. Welcome to Wednesday. Now, I don't even know if Jerry really said that. I don't think he did. But you could make, like, you could convince me that he definitely did. Yeah, or that he will now. <laughs> he just took a note. It's like putting a tick on a tampon. <laughs> when you're general manager, of which I am. <laughs> it's like putting a cucumber in brine and asking him not to be a pickle. Zeke Prescott. <laughs> Natural gas. <laughs> it's like putting Larry Allen at an old country buffet and asking him not to fall over. <laughs> Mashed potatoes all over his face. <laughs> it's like asking the actors to pay the writers <laughs> so the strike ends. Bells, bells. It's like putting Michael Irvin on the strip on <laughs> New Year's Eve and asking him not to drop dead of a heart attack. Don't be ridiculous. (laughs) It's like having a New York Post Twitter show and not asking Jack Stern to come on. (laughs) You stole it from me. I was going to do that. It's like putting a skeeter on a tampon. (laughs) (laughs) You would definitely say skeeter. It's the pronunciation of it. Just, just so perfect and so ridiculous. It's like talking about the Arizona Cardinals not having the CBS Sports Insider on. <laughs> it's like talking NFC West without a young man that's grown up in a broken brownstone. Just makes sense. <laughs> It's like going to a five-star restaurant and getting filled up on bread and butter. <laughs> Imagine Jerry starts stealing Jackisms. <laughs> Wait, I heard that before. There's a young man out east. I like the cut of his jib. <laughs> he could be a wildcatter for me. <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the possibilities. <laughs> I can't do the Jerry Jones but I, Please, somebody else just, like, just go through his catalog. <laughs> it's like watching Peyton and Eli and thinking it can't get better, and all of a sudden, Ark comes along. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You heard me wrong? <laughs> Food is family. <laughs>
It's like biting into the freshest tangier chicken you've ever eaten. <laughs> <laughs> it's so succulent and delicious. <laughs> you leave just so satisfied. Kind of like week one of the college football. Wait a second. I've heard that somewhere before. <laughs> I'm just trying to get the fat man excited. <laughs> Wait a second. That would work in Dallas, too, with Mike McCarthy. Suddenly we see... Jack is the new Kellen Moore. We're like, how do you get on the sideline? <laughs> Jack's in the draft room. Jerry wants to make a ridiculous pick, and Jack just puts his hand on his forearm and calms him down. You're you're right, Jack. We won't take him. Pick the tackle. Next press conference, he just steps in front of the mic. Started a Jets chant on a train today. Let's go, Jets. <laughs> You know the old Jets chant, let's go Jets. I feel that way every time I watch Aaron Rodgers take the field. Start me up, Aaron, let's go Jets. When I see Dak out there running the offense, I say, start me up. Start me up. Let's go Jets. (laughs) We just, every time there's a press conference, we're like, wait a second. He's stealing Jack's bits. Me and the family are headed out to Waco for Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> if he ever did that, I will go leave this business and we'll go do something else. I don't care what it is. Waco. Waco. Oh, God, that was a good one. All right, standing by with your headlines this morning to kind, sir, Andrew Bogus. And headline sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Nice and cute as always. (laughs) You've already discussed this. Giants righty Alex Cobb almost threw the fifth no-hitter of the season. 0-1 pitch. There's a drive in the right center field. On the run, Matos back into his right, and it's over his head. It will roll into the sixth archway, and that's the first hit. Coming around to score is Senzel. And it is 6-1, and that takes away the no-hitter for Alex Cobb. John Miller, Giants Radio, Spencer Steer played the spoiler in San Francisco. Cobb had to settle for a 131-pitch complete game. One run, wow. one hit, one walk, and eight days. Uh, just, you know, whatever, yeah. It's still fun, you know. No the Giants won the game 6-1. Arizona losing at Dodger Stadium 9-1, so San Francisco takes over control of the last NL wild card, those Reds <laughs> are now two games back. The Cubs snapped the Brewers' nine-game run, one nothing at Wrigley. The Braves a three-one win at Coors Field, and the Phillies went deep five times in a twelve-seven home win over the Angels. Philly maintains its four-game lead on the Cubs atop the wild card standings. The AL West, meanwhile, is a three-way tie this morning. The Mariners took a three-one loss from the A's, while Houston won in Boston six-two, and the Rangers held off the Mets two-one. These three also jockeying for the last two AL wild cards. The Jays falling three and a half games back of that with a. home loss to the Nationals. Uh, More on this later, but the Angels put six players on waivers yesterday, including starter Lucas Giolito and outfielders Randall Gritchick and Hunter Renfro. 
They're trying to clear as much salary as possible now that the playoffs are not happening. Here's manager Phil Nevin. Front office decisions that don't affect our room. Uh, we got to go out and win some, win some games and play, play the game right. And oh, it affects your room. Hmm. How does Perry Manassian keep his job after this? Because he made the trades that he shouldn't have made, and now he's going to get... Because, I mean, he was told to do all this stuff. He's just following orders. This is amazing, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. This is amazing. But it actually, I, I kind of almost want to give them credit for realizing that it's over. And they might as well get everything off the books as possible. Well, but they're not getting anything for it. But well, so but but that's gone. They can't recoup the guys they already traded. They they shouldn't have made the trades to try and keep Otani. But now they got to do this because apparently, if they can less lessen their salary cap, whatever, then they get a better draft pick when he leaves. Yeah, doesn't help, but it's something. Apparently, it, now if Shohei signs elsewhere in the offseason, it's a fourth round compensation pick by getting under the luxury tax threshold with all these guys off the books, potentially, if they right. get claimed. Right, need all of them to go, which is unlikely. It goes from a fourth to a second. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, it, it's this whole thing is incredible. Yes. That they went all into the deadline, and one month later, it's such a disaster. They're selling every piece. I mean, they might keep, as well just sell the big A that's outside the stadium. Keep in, <laughs> mind, keep in mind, this is coming from ownership. Artie Moreno, who wanted to sell the team... And then said, "I'm oh, my bad. Yeah, I'm gonna come right. back. <laughs> yeah, made, made it like 85 percent of the way through the sale of the team, and then was like, nah, nah. You know what? I rethought that. My bad. And wait, Dia, you said they lose a once in a generation star. Once Shohei, in a generation, maybe once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime star, Shohei Otani, and they cut half the guys they just traded for a month ago. But they're gonna get they'll get, they'll get a second round draft <laughs> That's pick. Right, yeah. uh, you know what? It's all worth it. It's exactly right. Some Second de- round draft pick, all worth it, I guess. And there's some decent players in that group, and not yeah. just their list, but a team that's maybe out of contention, that's high on the on the waiver ranking, should should get involved and get well, some it could, players. It could be teams that are in contention yeah. that right. get good players right. here. That's Although what's amazing. Both. It's like a bloodletting, and all these good players are going to be out there. And this is all we have left now because there's only one trade deadline. There's no more waiver deals in August. This is the right. only way left to fix your roster. And, and guys, all of these guys are postseason eligible. As long, yeah, because they'll all be claimed by tomorrow. And as long as you're on the roster before September 1st, you're in the postseason. And you can't take them back either. That's gone too. No, they can go back to the Angels. Oh, I, I thought you. I thought the revocable is gone. If they clear waivers, I believe they can go oh, yeah, yeah. back to the Angels. But then Pete's saying is, in the past, if you put a guy on waivers and somebody said, we want him, you can go, oh, never mind, we'll take him back right. if you no, do whatever reason. Do now, there's, they, if they're gone, but if they're right. not, they remain Angels on Thursday night. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's imagine, I don't know, what's a team that should be competitive? The Ravens this year think they're going to go to the Super Bowl, and then as of, like, November 15th or December 1st, are like, oh, you know what, we're crap, so you know what? Let's just release six of our best players. Anybody can have them now for the stretch run. Be like, wait a second. Like, now the market's flooded with good players for teams that need them suddenly. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And it's just it, the, somebody somewhere doesn't like them because they made them have a win streak before the deadline totally. to go, okay, we should probably not trade Otani. The second they didn't trade <laughs> Otani, they have barely won games. His arm fell off, and Trout came back for 36 hours on the injured list. And the Mariners took, Can't lose. caught fire. Yes. And and they were leading the Mariners at the trade deadline. Yeah. Yep. And now they're nowhere close to anything. It's the name. Someone in the heavens don't like angels. It's fair. That's what that's How what ironic. That, that's no angels all. in the outfield. That's right.
Uh, very quickly, USA men's basketball just crushed Jordan 110-62 the FIBA World Cup in the <laughs> Philippines. He might have had a better shot. <laughs> Maybe him, his kid, and Larsa Pippen. No, uh, did, Rondé, <laughs> did Rondé Hollis Jefferson, like who's like the reincarnation of Kobe Bryant, all of a sudden, all that's all I'm seeing on social media, did he drop like 40 at least or no? What's, who is he playing for, Canada? Jordan. Oh, he's playing for Jordan? Yeah. Well, I don't all, know. All I keep he's seeing on, playing for Jordan? The only NBA things I've been seeing over the last two weeks now that, you know, it's like the dead of the offseason is right. Rondé Hollis Jefferson basically has reincarnated his career playing for Jordan in this World Cup. Michael. Wow. Yeah. No, I can't help you on that one today. Uh, Venus Williams took a 6-1-6-1 beating from Belgian qualifier. Great. Minim. On night two of the U.S. Open, it's Venus's most lopsided loss at any slam. Her third consecutive first-round exit here. The 43-year-old still not saying what her long-term future plans are. And WNBA last night, the sky snuck past the Sparks 76-75. Now trails L.A. by a half game for the last playoff spot as the regular season winds down. D.A., back to you. Oh, thank you, folks. When we come back, a Wednesday staple, a champ and a chump. D.A., CBS Sports Radio. Only one letter separates them, but they're galaxies apart. One is a true winner. One is a pathetic loser. This is DA's Champ or Chump. All right, welcome back. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. As always, the DA show is available on your phone. You can stream us using the CBS Sports app. You can also stream us using the free Odyssey app as well. And listen to podcasts of the show, as always, by going to your favorite podcast platform and downloading the DA show, full four hours, or the best of the show every single day. All right, your champ on the morning is a football school that maybe you were not aware is still playing football after their celebrity head coach had left. That's as we all know, Deion Sanders heading over to Colorado after three years at Jackson State. And, you know, this is a program that I think has been overlooked for a long time because Jackson State has been a, a program that obviously is an FCS, HBCU, and Dion got there and then ends up, you know, putting it on a different level and then ultimately people ignore it afterwards but it has a great history and has produced a lot of great NFL talent back in the 60s and 70s into the 80s when HBCU players finally started getting their due from NFL scouts and executives and so I'm just going to say that hey keep an eye on Jackson State because even though their celebrity coach is gone they're still there they'd like to know that you're still they're still there and for you to know that they still play football. So they're my champ this morning. That's DA's champ. Your chump, Josh Donaldson. What a disaster. After the acquisition by the New York Yankees, supposed to be a big bat in that lineup, Donaldson's brutal two-year tenure in New York is finally over. He was flat-out released yesterday. He has never been productive. He's been a divisive force inside that clubhouse. He's been part of the issue of bad attitude and just maybe entitlement that has ruined the Yanks over the last couple of years and really bad personnel decision-making by Brian Cashman. Now, Cashman, by and large, over the last 25 years, has been very good in player assessment, etc., but he's had a couple of real head-scratchers recently. 
and Donaldson's at the top of that list. And so Donaldson's brutal years, two seasons in the Bronx, are over in ignominious fashion, as they say, as he is just flat out cut by the Yankees yesterday. He is the chump. That's DA's chump. Class is now dismissed. It's funny because with the Yankees, they're so bad. They're in last place, the American League East. They've been this swoon since really right after the 4th of July. In fact, as of a couple of days ago, I saw a stat where the Yankees had one of the worst records in Major League Baseball since the 4th of July, tied with the A's. And in the offseason, I don't think there's a lot of hope or optimism that they're going to get this thing figured out either. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.